Keep this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. It's indictment day. Oh, everybody's excited. Uh, we'll be, of course, covering the indictment, but so, so much more to cover. We're not going to get distracted by the political circus, no. Well, we will for a little bit. For a little bit, we will allow ourselves to gaze into the circus tent and watch the proceedings there. Uh, but we'll give you the full rundown on what exactly is happening with the Trump indictment today. He expects to be back in Mar-a-Lago and giving a speech tonight. But we'll get into it. We got the Ukraine war to talk about. We've got the Restrict Act to rally against. We've got minorities under attack to defend, specifically white people. But we'll get into all of it, COVID news as well. Just lots of stuff to talk about, and we'll also be uh, looking into one of the only, the last bastions of free speech on the internet, that is the YouTube comment section. What do you think the people out there are saying about the new trailer trying to encourage young men and women to enlist in the United States Army? It's brutal, to be honest with you, and we'll cover that as well. Take your phone calls, of course, throughout the show today, so let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Tuesday, the 4th of April, 2023. Trump in court today to be charged, fingerprinted, and have mugshot taken. That's the headline out of Reuters, although there is some conflicting information on that. Other exclusives saying that he will be avoiding uh, the mugshot and handcuffs, but we'll see. Donald Trump, the ex-president and frontrunner to be Republican nominee in 2024, will appear in court today and will be set to be formally charged, fingerprinted, and have a mugshot taken in a watershed moment ahead of next year's presidential election. He'll return to Florida and deliver remarks at Mar-a-Lago at 8.15 p.m. on Tuesday, his office said. The specific charges in the indictment by a grand jury convened are due to be disclosed today. Uh, However, there have been some leaks. Yahoo News late on Monday said Trump would face 34 felony counts for falsification of business records, citing a single source briefed on Tuesday's arraignment procedures. Yahoo said none of the charges against Trump were misdemeanors. None of the charges were misdemeanors. They're all felonies. How you can derive 34 felony charges off of one apparently mislabeled but legal payment is beyond me but it's also beyond the scope of justice and that's where we reside at this point again we'll expand on that a little bit in the next few segments meanwhile renewables surpass coal in u.s electricity generation for the first time more electricity was generated from renewable sources in the u.s over the course of one year than from coal uh as detailed below in 20 in the stories from infowars.com in 2022 renewable energy sources created more than 900 terawatt hours of electric power in the country compared to little over 800 that came from coal on a global scale a similar change is coming of course the question to ask is is this like the big celebration with the drax power plant in the uk 
where they celebrated a full 24 hours without burning any coal, celebrating this as a zero emissions victory, when in reality they were burning trees that were harvested from British Columbia and Virginia, old growth trees that they ground into pellets and shipped across the Atlantic and burned and then said zero emissions because we didn't do coal. Is that the type of renewable energy we're talking about or is it the windmills that take more carbon to produce than they create or is it the solar panels that fill up landfills and poison the earth around them i mean what are these renewable resources and why aren't they nuclear power that's my big question meanwhile the wagner group or wagner group claims legal control of bakhmut while ukraine says it's still fighting so this would be a major major defeat for the ukrainians to lose bakhmut and that is apparently what's happening at the same time, Finland is set to join NATO today. They're poised to join NATO on Tuesday. A historic realignment triggered by Russians invasion, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So they advance militarily. We advance diplomatically. The world advances towards World War III. Finally, NASA announces first four people to circle the moon. In half a century or ever, we don't know. And we don't know if this is we really is. It's Tuesday, April 4th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. So glad you're with us this Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's doing well. He's doing a bit of a bit of a deep dive yesterday on the Trump indictment, just trying to get a full scope of what exactly we're dealing with here. And I don't know if I got anywhere. I don't know if it, if I discovered anything anybody doesn't know already, but the full holistic view of this indictment really paints what a ridiculous scam it all is. I mean, it really is just a complete scam. You've got Multiple ways of looking at this. You know, I almost wanted to do a segment where it was like actually angled towards like addressing liberals. I don't know why I insist on thinking that you can reason with these people, but, you know, how would how would NPR report on this if they were honest and unbiased and judicial in their coverage? How, you know, how would you present this to a liberal without offending them and, and having their firewall shoot up because they you know they hear aggression and they get scared and stop listening I, I don't know I don't know how you address this but I know that when you just take a step back and look at the full timeline it's it's astonishing how many attempts have been made to indict Donald Trump on something there's so there are multiple I mean almost like well certainly too many. Wikipedia articles that are just things like lists of investigations against Donald Trump. And it just, you just keep scrolling and there's just more and more and more, more accusations, more claims, more potential indictments, more investigations, more demands for subpoenas. I mean, it goes all the way. I mean, it it goes back to even before he was running for president, which is pretty amazing. But certainly you have, you know, another aspect of it is the the way that one charge spirals out into multiple charges, right? So you have the Russiagate charge, which in and of itself is such a eye-opening example of just like inordinate coverage 
where you've got the Clinton campaign having done the thing that I guess they're charging Trump for now to in- ignite the Russiagate investigation, right? They paid a source illegally from campaign funds to come up with fabricated dirt on Donald Trump that they then laundered through the FISA uh, process in order to get search warrants on him. So the entire Russiagate investigation, like that would be the main one. That would be the primary one, probably the biggest claim as well. He was a Russian agent. He was working for the Russians, a man elected to the presidential office through the coordination and subversion of a foreign power. My God, can you imagine? Well, you have to because it's not real because it never happened. And they investigated it for two years. And then what happens is they investigate it. Trump is president at the time and could legally have shut it all down immediately. It probably would have been good for the country if he had, right? It probably would have been good if just ignoring all the naysayers and just went, look, we got things to focus on that are real. We're not going to let you spend millions of dollars and dominate the headlines for two years and disrupt my entire presidential office, you know, holding off this completely fabricated claim. But instead he, you know, he was nice about it. He let them do what they were going to do, but that didn't stop them from claiming that he was obstructing justice by, you know, speaking out against what was going on. And so that's what happens. That's the spiraling out I'm talking about. They'll launch an investigation. They'll fabricate a claim, launch an investigation over it. He'll go, this investigation is fraudulent. What are you talking about? This isn't happening. And then they'll go, oh, well, because you said that, now it's obstruction of justice. Now we're going to charge you with obstruction of justice or intimidating witnesses. So it's like this, it's like this self-perpetuating you know, magnification, multiplication of charges. On any one of these charges, any response from Trump then results in other potential charges, which I'm sure if he talks – speaks up about them. It'll be other charges, right? He fires James Comey and it's charges about that. And then he, you know, says that James Comey was a bad guy and they'll want to charge him on that. And, you know, the other thing about this is, I guess, you know, potentially or technically this has to do with his campaign, uh, but he wasn't in office at the time, which is a distinction to keep in mind because on top of all of the fake charges that they've tried to bring him up on over the last several years that have all completely and utterly and frankly embarrassingly failed uh, you've got the actual charges against other politicians that have not been carried through to the end people bringing up uh, john edwards a very similar payoff that he did with a mistress all the way back in 2012 i guess and uh, you know pointing out that he wasn't charged with 34 felonies for what was actually even a worse uh, example of you know mis- misappropriating campaign finance You've got Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, like half a million dollars paying off to uh, Chinese lobbyists. You've got the Paula Jones payoff where that was actually a a rape claim. So it's actually a a criminal complaint and then the payoff on top of that. So, I mean, that, that was even worse. And then you had Hillary Clinton actually in office, you know, smashing her devices with a hammer and bleach bidding and completely destroying her devices after the subpoena had been issued, just flagrant violations of the law. And you had James Comey come out and admit, yeah, she broke the law, but we don't think she meant to. We don't think she meant, we read her mind and we decided that she's a good lady. So we're not going to charge her with anything like just the level of overt favoritism by the Department of Justice, you don't even have to get into the details. You just need a memory longer than a goldfish, and all of this is obvious. All of this is apparent readily. 
And that's not even getting into the actual indictment that he's being charged with today, which is a whole nother series of mitigating circumstances and, you know, bending of the law to fit the uh, the charges. But just, you know, to give you a quick little list here, you've got Russiagate, you've got obstruction of justice over Russiagate, you've got the impeachment over Ukraine, which again, just, man, you want to talk about going down the rabbit hole of people being accused of the things that other people are doing. You literally have Joe Biden on video bragging about blackmailing Ukraine into getting rid of a anti-corruption officer that was investigating his son and his business. I mean, it just, it's, it's so flagrant. It's so flagrant. It's infuriating, all of this stuff. But we continue. There wasn't just the impeachment over Ukraine. There was an impeachment over January 6th. Uh, the impeachment was over incitement to violence. And then on top of that, they had the January 6th uh, committee that was trying to claim that he was, Donald Trump was carrying out some sort of coup to overthrow the United States. So multiple attempts to you know bring about criminal charges. That's the other thing. It's kind of hard to even get a handle on like where the charges are legitimate because you just have constantly dozens of potential charges all being pursued by various aspects of the Justice Department or like NGOs and lawyers going out and finding people who can claim to be victims to try to progress some sort of civil lawsuit about a criminal matter. I mean, it's just and so, you know, nothing ever came from the January 6th committee because it was an embarrassing failure like everything these people do. But there was still a lot of talk of potential charges. There was a lot of pressure being pushed on the Justice Department to try to bring charges, and there still might be one day. I mean, all these cases are still ongoing. There's still an ongoing case with the uh, a phone call to the uh, Georgia Secretary of State over the election. That's another one that they're attempting to still bring to him. There were his tax returns, which, do you remember, got released? you remember for like five years, everybody was screaming and pulling their hair out about Trump's tax releases, and then they get released after like continual pressure to try to get them released, to try to because they're sure that there's something in there that they'll be able to charge him on. Like, that's just another type of investigation. It's not so much as investigation is just continual pressure and lobbying and uh, political maneuvers to try to get his tax returns released. They get released earlier this year, and just nothing comes of it, except for, I guess, this, in, this indictment did have to do a little bit with the uh, release of the tax documents. But there were no crimes that they found. So shoot, that one fell to the wayside as well. Uh, you have the classified documents investigation. That one is still ongoing. Again, similar kind of thing where it's like, was it illegal for him to have the classified documents? We don't really think so, but maybe they'll try to charge him on that. But either way, because he doesn't allow himself to be taken advantage of, they're going to try to charge him with obstruction of justice in that matter. So again, every time one of these indictments happens or one of the potential charges comes to the fore, Trump responds, they try to charge him with obstruction of justice. Right now, I'm not talking to the viewers and listeners that have gone to InfoWarsStore.com and gotten the great products that enrich your life, that empower your immune system and your body and keep us on air. I am humbly, hat in hand, talking to the viewers and listeners that have tuned in, many of you for years, and never gone to InfoWarsStore.com. We know the vast, 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 vast majority of you never actually go to InfoWarsStore.com and never experience these great products and never find the operation. Sure, you share a link, you share an article, you tell folks about the show. That's great, and I thank you. 
but we need funds to operate. Plus, we've got really great products that do amazing things for people like our CBD oil and our fizzy magnesium and our sleep aid and our nitric oxide and our real red pill plus. All of these are really great products that keep us on air. Plus, you're missing out on having these products. So get off the bench, get in the game, step to the plate and go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and get these great InfoWars products at InfoWarsStore.com. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen. If those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products, I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation, to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well, or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. We'll be taking your phone calls throughout the show today. And I know, I don't know, I'm, I'm torn as always, right? Because, you know, it's like, uh, it's like the war with, the war with China. You could say, well, it's a, it's a distraction. It's, it's manufactured. It's not a distraction, but it's manufactured. It's a manufactured conflict. But it's both manufactured and also real. You know, you want to sit there and go, look, the war with Ch- – our competition with China is not, it's not a real thing. It was, it was our industries that got sent over to China. All of it's fabricated. We're not really at war with them. You know, we're not really going to go to war. There's nothing real about it except for the – Bombs that will potentially fall and the men that will be potentially – those are real, right? The war in Ukraine. The conflict, as most Americans know, it is completely different from, from what it really is. I, I don't know. It's just – it's like – so the thing with Donald Trump, it's both a distraction. There are other things we could be focusing on, should be focusing on, and will focus on later in the show. But it's also very real. It's also something that's actually happening. It needs to be paid attention to. So we're not going to spend the whole show on it. There, there is other and potentially more important stuff, but at the same time, it's very real and very historical what's going on here. And I think the way that the Guardian, or not the Guardian, the Daily Mail covers it, sort of puts it in the appropriate historical perspective. They call it Trump's date with history, how Trump's date with history will play out. Former president will travel from Trump Tower penthouse to Manhattan courthouse for booking, fingerprints, and historic hearing, then back to Mar-a-Lago for speech to decry the case. Right, they're tracking this moment by moment, laying out his, they actually have a map here, laying out exactly where he'll be going and when. They say a new chapter in American history will be written today when Donald Trump becomes the first former U.S. president to appear in court facing criminal charges. 
Trump's unprecedented journey will begin when he departs Trump Tower penthouse in midtown Manhattan around 10.30 a.m., closely guarded by a Secret Service detail for an 11 a.m. arrival at District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office downtown. Once inside and away from the glare of the world's media, the 76-year-old is expected to have his fingerprints taken, but will likely avoid the humiliation of having to pose for a mugshot, according to reports last night. Trump will be ushered into the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse, which is inside the same building as Bragg's office, for the landmark arraignment hearing. All the while, law enforcement officials will be praying that the inevitable swell of protesters outside, a mixture of MAGA fans and anti-Trump activists, remains peaceful. A huge security operation will be underway with, uh, underway with thousands of NYPD cops on standby in case violence breaks out. After the court appearance, which might only last about 15 minutes, Trump will fly on his private jet back to Mar-a-Lago, his result in Palm Beach, Florida. And there's the map and the, and the timeline of exactly how this is expected to go down. Could be, could be surprises here. We don't really know. We do know the DA's office in New York is a slippery fish and may, may try to pull something out. May, may try to throw him in handcuffs and go, actually, we want to hold you overnight. No one's above the law after all. You, if you'd murdered someone, you'd be back on the street today, but you're Donald Trump. So, you know, no one's above the law, they'll say, as they pick and choose, you know, who to charge and who to let off the hook. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Trump will be taken into the district attorney's office. He'll likely hand over any personal items for safekeeping, including objects like a wristwatch or his cell phone, before giving personal information like his name and date of birth. His fingerprints will likely then be taken. Furious Trump supporters uh, will be rallying outside uh, during all of this. The key question about this part of the booking process is whether Trump will be escorted by his Secret Service detail. Defendants are typically processed without their attorneys present, but it's not clear what rules apply to Secret Service agents. Which I would say, you... You better you better stay with the guy. You better stay with him. I think inside a government office in New York might be the least safe place for Donald Trump right now. With these psychopaths running things. You know, like I was saying in the last segment, there's a lot of reasons to look a look asconce to to turn a suspicious eye to these indictments. Not the least of which is because. There have been so many other attempts to get Donald Trump on something, anything, whatever we can get him on. Let's get him on that. Has he committed a crime? Is there a victim to point to to say this person was victimized by Donald Trump, so therefore a crime has been? No, of course not. No, no, there's nothing like that. No, there's just a man that they hate and want to destroy and throwing whatever they can at him. What's There's like a, there's like a weird um, – there's a couple phrases you could blend together to be something like they're throwing the book at Trump to see what sticks. Is that a fair way to put it? I don't know. But, you know, you've got the January 6th committee and the January 6th impeachment, the Ukraine impeachment and the Russiagate collusion nonsense that they investigated for two years and the obstruction of justice that spawned from all of those. You've got the classified documents thing. You've got the Trump, uh, the tax return thing. This investigation is not D.A. Bragg's. It was originally started by uh, Cyrus Vance, I think his name is, back in 2017 when they were trying to find something to charge him with and they landed on this. And then you've got Letitia James who was investigating this, but also investigating a bunch of other you know, Trump businesses trying to get him on something. You've got the rape claims from E. Jean Carroll that were completely blown out of the water and, and you know proved to be nonsense. You've got the Georgia election. So you've just got a very long list of attempts to indict Donald Trump. All of which points to him being innocent of everything and being a victim of political persecution through the Justice Department. And then you have also the times that this claim in particular has been either litigated or 
at least brought forward to some sort of authority. This should be a federal crime, right? It's a if it's a campaign finance claim, then it should be a federal claim. It shouldn't even be in this court, but they're labeling it as something else to get to get around that particular um, stricture. Then you have the evidence that it never should have been brought, including statements signed legal and official statements from the the claimants here, I guess. I mean, they're not defendants because they're not the ones suing. They're just being used by the uh, DA. But Michael Cohen himself has written a letter in 2018 saying that, you know, the claims that he was given money to give to Stormy Daniels from Donald Trump and that it was inaccurately labeled uh, are completely fabricated. In his own words, Stormy Daniels herself, multiple times, many, many times over the years, denied that the affair ever happened and signed a piece of paper saying that she was never paid for her silence. So you've got those, which you can consider mitigating circumstances or evidence that he's innocent of the crime in general. I mean, I think there's a reason that Trump seems so confident in this because it is such a weak case. And it's such a weak case that even the mainstream media is admitting that this is not a case that should have ever been brought. Bloomberg has this story. Why Trump indictment is being criticized as a weak zombie case. Ex-prosecutor Pomerantz signs a gnarly legal question in case Trump uh, indicted Thursday. This was last Thursday. Uh, details of Trump's indictment remain secret still at this point, although it's another aspect of it. Parts of the indictment have been uh, released, which the release of the indictment information would in and of itself be a felony. So again, we'll get into how mainstream media is covering this and you know what's happened since he's been in, indicted and since he went to New York and uh, all those people gathered and uh, were protesting over it. But again, the, just the number of mitigating circumstances here and the cases that came before, the particulars about this case that means it should have never been brought to the fact that the statute of limitations has expired and that it was upgraded from a misdemeanor to a felony even though the vast majority of cases go in the reverse direction in the same office this is just hogwash it's all just hogwash ladies and gentlemen Infowars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants and we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence, have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com, to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's Down and Out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsTore.com and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsTore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. A zombie case. They're calling it a zombie case. That's the term that's uh, been 
popularized in the mainstream media about this case brought against Donald Trump, the first indictment, first indictment of a former president of the United States. Really incredible. Just, just mind-blowing stuff. Now, as I was researching this yesterday, really just astonished, like mind-blown, just baffled by the sheer weight of the number of charges and indictments and lawsuits against Donald Trump over the last few years. I mean, really, it did made me realize like Donald Trump must have a literally a corporation's worth of lawyers just defending him at all times from these constant, continual attacks against him. It's it's crazy how the American legal system can be abused if you just you know, I mean, if Trump wasn't a billionaire, he would be gone by now. But I guess he has enough to pay for all these lawyers, and he wins a lot of these cases. So then he, you know, countersues and uh, knows how to play that game, and it's it's actually pretty incredible. But like, there's an entire category on Wikipedia called Donald Trump litigation that just has hundreds of cases against him. There's a whole another one called List of lawsuits involving Donald Trump that just goes on and on and on and on and on. Legal affairs of Donald Trump is a whole nother Wikipedia article about all of the various things that Trump is in, has been involved in. Again, he's, he's been totally clean the entire time. It's just, it's just absolutely crazy how often this goes, how often this occurs. And even just in this case, with this indictment, the number of instances where they've tried this, this is at least the fourth grand jury on the same topic. Four. Four grand juries they've taken to try to get this decision. Of course, that's a whole other story, right? Is the leader of the grand jury going on CNN just being like, I'm so excited to, to get Donald Trump. She's just like this weird little goblin woman. Just crazy. All of this is just absolutely crazy. So again, just, just like scrolling through this a little bit, there's the Wikipedia article, New York Criminal Investigation of the Trump Organization. Now, of course, Donald Trump has been a huge figure in New York for longer than I've been alive, right? He was, you know, you read Donald Trump's book, read The Art of the Deal. I remember reading it during the campaign and, you know, other people during like the 2020 campaign, they'd be like, well, Andrew Yang's a businessman and he's just like Donald Trump because Donald Trump was a businessman. It's like, I don't think you understand what type of businessman Donald Trump was. By the early 80s, Donald Trump is like having lunch with the, the cardinal of the Catholic Church and then he's having dinner with the vice president of Montenegro. Like he has been a deal maker at the highest levels for 40 plus years. So he, and he's been a fixture in New York City and his uh, company had been massively successful in New York City for decade upon decade. But it was only once he became president that suddenly they wanted to look into the books and uh, thought that he was a criminal somehow and launched investigation after investigation and grand jury after grand jury trying to find something to charge him with. A little bit suspicious, in my opinion. In January 2017, ahead of Trump's inauguration as uh, president, his attorney announced that the Trump Organization's businesses uh, would be transferred to a trust, and by August of 2018, Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. was considering a criminal investigation of the organization and two of its senior executives for their reimbursement of then-Trump personal attorney Michael Cohen for a hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. This investigation on this particular case has been going on since 2018. You can only imagine the amount of resources that have been poured in to trying to get Donald Trump on this thing that literally doesn't matter at all, like even a little bit. Even a little bit. I'm sure – I'm suspicious that th it ever happened in the first place because how much would Trump really be willing to pay to stop a rumor 
about him having a liaison with a porn star 10 years ago? I mean, what would he really, why would he even care about that? Because I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't even, I think if, you know, some big busty blonde porn star was like, I'm going to say that Trump had sex with me. He would just be like, okay, cool, (laughs) good. He's like, it's like pretty well known I do that sort of thing. So that's fine. It's not going to affect me. I don't even know if that, but that's just my speculation. But the whole thing just makes no sense. It's just, it's just, this is not some uncovering of some massive criminal conspiracy. This is literally the most petty, vindictive politization of the Justice Department there's ever been. But it started all the way back in 2018. In August 2019, Vance subpoenaed the organization's accountants. Uh, the DA suggested in August 2020 a federal court filing. They could be under investigation for bank and insurance fraud. Oh, my gosh. That's totally legitimate. I can't believe it. Uh, there was a first grand jury in May of 2021. Didn't really go anywhere. There was a second grand jury in October of 2021. They heard evidence on November 4th uh, about the valuation of assets. Uh, there was a trial in August of 2022. Then there was a third grand jury. And now there's a fourth grand jury. So at the beginning of 2023, it was reported that the prosecutors hope to bring new charges against Weiselberg to pressure him to testify against Trump, possibly regarding the hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. <laughs> the crime of the century. Paying a porn star to, to not blackmail the presidential candidate. Oh, God, how, how will the republic survive? Uh, but how will the republic will survive this type of pettiness and vindictiveness? It's, it's hard to see. It really is hard to see. So, again, this is the fourth grand jury investigation. And, you know, grand juries are kind of like the January 6th committee. The defendant doesn't even know they're going on. So the prosecutors get to present whatever they think they need to the grand jury, and they don't need to overcome the burden of proof that a trial jury has to overcome, which is beyond a reasonable doubt. It's just – there's another phrase. I can't even think of it right now, but it's um, – it's not as high as beyond a reasonable doubt. It's just like a reasonable suspicion that this happened, and then it goes to trial. So it's like a practice run sometimes. I mean, it's hard to to impanel a grand jury. It takes a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of the court's effort to do one of these things, but they'll do it over and over again until they get it right, right? You try, a de- you try to do a grand jury. It doesn't go your way, so you just go, oh, yeah, never mind, never mind. Forget that grand jury. I, that was a joke. I was joking about that, and then you do it again and tweak your message to overcome the shortcomings that uh, the shortfalls that you had earlier and uh, you know try to get it again you so you just rinse and repeat and just do it over and over and just abuse the legal system continually wasting millions of taxpayers dollars on this petty and vindictive political charade so what are the charges against trump bragg hasn't disclosed them yet but cohen claims trump approved the hush money and reimbursed him through the company which falsely recorded the checks to him as legal fees which again just is that even a crime is that even a, like, okay, so they paid a lawyer and they called it legal fees, and that's what all of this is about. Fantastic. This would be criminal misdemeanor of falsifying records. To elevate those claims to a felony, prosecutors would have to prove the record falsification was done to commit or hide a second crime. Bragg may allege that the crime was a campaign law violation designed to help Trump's candidacy in the final days of the 2016 presidential race. So again, it's not even about the charges that they're charging him with. They're saying that the charges that they're claiming about falsifying records was actually to cover up other claims of falsifying other records. I mean, this is the Russian doll level of just nonsense that we're dealing with. New York State and – so 
Bloomberg again asked the question, what is so unusual about Bragg's case? Well, New York state and federal law, uh, federal government have their own campaign finance laws. And Bragg is just a state prosecutor enforcing New York's laws. If he's alleging if he's alleging Trump was falsifying records to cover up his federal election law, that would be a novel legal theory. Don't you love the way they phrase these things? Uh, translation, he doesn't have jurisdiction in these matters, and yet he's bringing the charge anyway. They don't say that. They, they skirt around that by calling it a novel legal theory. Oh, there's a novel legal theory that he's dealing with. In other words, he's making it up as he goes along. Uh... Mark Pomerantz, a special assistant district attorney who quit in 2022 over Bragg's hand, handling of the Trump probe, called it a gnarly legal question. Another way of kind of obfuscating what he actually means, which is he's abusing the law to go after a political opponent. But it's a gnarly legal question. Yeah, very gnarly. What is the risk of relying on Cohen as a witness? Cohen, who will be, I guess, the primary witness in this, he's already signed a letter saying he didn't do this. So, you know, in a murder case or something, if you have like a signed piece of paper that, and the witness goes, yeah, that was a lie. I lied about that, but I'm not lying now. Like you basically just brush it. It's a worthless witness. Lawyers wouldn't even bring them up because they're like they're already they've already perjured themselves. We the, uh, the jury knows they're not trustworthy. And that's Cohen in this case. The fight against the new world order is now the top story in the world. The globalists are in deep trouble, but they're striking back with all their deep state operatives to shut down InfoWars and other truth tellers like James O'Keefe and Tucker Carlson and countless others. So please pray for us now more than ever. Spread the word about the broadcast and get great products to keep us on air and fund our operation while at the same time enriching your life. Now, we've got three new products available at InfoWarsStore.com and a bestseller back in stock. We have the amazing Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste and so much more. Find out more at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the ashwagandha root pills with black powder extract to accelerate your libido, stamina, testosterone. And we have pure ashwagandha gummies at InfoWarsStore.com as well. These are all the highest quality products. The prebiotic is now finally back in stock. They're all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So please take action now. Enrich your life, empower your body, and keep us on air. Please take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, wrapping up here with the uh, indictment coverage where we move on to some other things and open up the lines for your phone calls. I, I hope you can tell. I'm trying to go as fast as I can through this stuff. The problem is there's just so much information to get through. 
and it feels like you need to get to all of this information to get the holistic, the big picture, the zoomed out view, the the 30,000 foot perspective on this so you can really understand the the scope and scale of the abuse of the Justice Department, which is at the heart of this. It's not even about Trump necessarily. It's about setting a precedent for the Democrats to be able to just do whatever the hell they want to gain power. In fact, there was a really good quote from uh, Victor Davis uh, Hanson today, a prominent historian. I'll try to find that that quote here because he sums it up really well in just the way that the Democrats sort of take on this idea of they're the good guys, so anything that they do is justified, and if you respond in any way that is equal or even close to equal, uh, that you're the bad guy for standing up against them. Uh, If y'all can find the uh, Victor Davis Hansen quote about that, I want to read it out, because that's that's really at the heart of this. Again, it is about Trump, because obviously Trump is the one there. Oh, look at that. They pull it right up. Victor Davis Hanson, again, prominent historian at, a, I think he's at Stanford or he's at some California university. He says, the left is saying to America, quote, we are so morally superior to you that we can and must employ any means necessary to achieve our unpopular political ends. But you cannot respond in kind or deter us by mimicking our own tactics, because should both parties do so, the resulting disorder would undermine the republic. And that is something you won't dare to do which is pretty amazing. And actually, if we can scroll down to the comment just below that, it was somebody else. Uh, There's another one um, earlier that was that was intelligent. But basically pointing out that like because liberals and Democrats don't have sort of innate respect for the system, like they're not trying to conserve anything. They don't have values. They have goals. They're going for something, and they don't really care what they have to destroy in order to get it. And Republicans don't have that leeway. Like, we actually want to uphold the systems of justice that have served us so well for so long. So, like, we're not going to do that anyway, and they know that, so they they use that against us. And that's really what's at the heart of this. I think he's exactly right in, uh, in how this works, right? They will politicize the Justice Department. They'll go after peaceful protesters and charge them with terrorism. They'll charge former and president, uh, former presidents with petty nonsense indictments, but upgrade them to a felony, just completely abolishing the rule of law in the country in general to get their way. Uh, and then if you stand up against them, they say you're destroying the republic, you're a threat to democracy. It's pure and utter projection that is undermining in a very real way the very foundations of what makes us a free country in the first place. It's tyranny in just a very haphazard and multifaceted manifestation. So continuing on here with Cohen as a witness, Cohen as the the lead witness, the main witness, the only one that this whole case hinges on is a little bit tricky because Cohen, as Trump's former fixer, claims he's the one who made the payments to Daniels on behalf of his boss. His credibility as a convicted felon would come under sharp attack by Trump's lawyers. Cohen says a payment Cohen says uh, Cohen says that the payment was a campaign violation made at Trump's direction. Trump, who denies having an affair with Daniels, has said he was extorted and doesn't concede it was a political donation. Uh, there are other potential cases against Trump and 
Critics of Bragg say that charging Trump over a hush money payment before he was even in office is kind of a poor choice for a first ever indictment against a former president, given the prospect of more serious charges in Georgia and Washington, D.C. That, of course, over the election engineering when they cheated and uh, stole the election in Georgia and also the uh, documents, classified documents that they're claiming Trump tried to stop them from looking at, even though he completely opened his doors to them. I mean, everything that they're doing is completely fabricated. No one case is any stronger than any other because they're all totally politically oriented and unnecessary, petty, vindictive, all the other words I've been using to describe it. Meanwhile, President Trump comments on D.A. Bragg illegally leaking bogus Trump indictment to the press. President Trump shared on Truth Social the additional crimes committed by the crooks running the New York D.A.'s office. The story from the Gateway Pundit says, We know Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg is backed by George Soros and promised to indict President Trump when he was running for office. He's as crooked as the day is long, and he's well, not all that bright either. Which again, just taking in the full, the full scope of this, understanding really what we're dealing with here. You've got a guy who wants to run for Manhattan DA and says, I will charge Donald, I will focus, my primary purpose of being in office will be to charge the former president with a crime, any crime. I'll find something to get him. And then, you know, George Soros hears that and goes, oh, great. Then we'll give you millions of dollars and we'll contact our friends in the media. We'll make sure you get the position, but you have to carry out this promise that you made us. And so that's how we've arrived where we're at. So it's a coordinated effort by pressure groups and George Soros and people that George Soros is just the front man for. Uh, and Alvin Bragg, who is their stool, stoolie and their lackey and their uh, henchman in this prosecution. But there are others as well, and we'll get to those in just a second. But here's what Trump said on Truth Social about this. He says, wow, District Attorney Bragg just illegally leaked the various points and complete information on the pathetic indictment against me. I know the reporter, and so, unfortunately, does he. This means that he must be immediately indicted. Now, if he wants to really clean up his reputation, he will do the honorable thing as District Attorney, indict himself. <laughs> say what you want about Trump. He's a funny guy. That is a funny thing to say. He should indict himself. It's true. I mean, it is it is like a felony to leak this stuff. So it's just crazy, right? They're committing felonies in the pursuit of charging Trump with a misdemeanor that they upgraded to felonies. Incredible. He'll go down in judicial history and his Trump-hating wife will be, I'm sure, very proud of him. <laughs> God. Vicious Trump. D.A. Bragg just illegally, he also says this, D.A. Bragg just illegally leaked the 33 points of indictment. There are no chances or surprises from those he leaked days ago directly out of the grand jury. No crime by Trump. What a mess. Bragg should resign now. Now resign now. Hilarious. He should indict himself. How can you, how can you not like Trump? My God. Uh, in the follow-up to this, in the in the aftermath of this, Trump campaign has raised $7 million since the indictment. Which, again, puts in perspective all those claims of people like Donald Trump only supported the vaccine because Pfizer gave him a million dollars. It's like, you know, Trump makes $4 million anytime he wants. He made $7 million from this indictment. He made $4 million from digital baseball cards. The man is a money-making machine. That's how he got to where he is. But it, again, goes to show that the people in America are not fooled by this, right? Trump supporters are not going, I trusted Trump until I learned that he mislabeled a campaign donation. Now, how will I trust him now? Right? Everybody has a pre-established opinion on this. The left is that Trump is some sort of criminal mastermind that he just keeps getting away with it. Uh, we have to stop him. And the right is just like, this is obviously political nonsense. Nothing's being changed, but it doesn't matter. It's not about perception. It's about power. 
Uh, Alan Dershowitz has said that D.A. Bragg or the jury member that leaked this information could face up to five years in prison because it is, in fact, a felony. Trump seems pretty certain on who leaked the unconfirmed details of indictment against him, again, saying that he knows the reporter, and so does Bragg. Uh, MSNBC, of course, does not hesitate to make this a racial thing. Trump's attacks on Bragg aren't business as usual, but the original headline here was Trump's arraignment shines light on his racist legacy. Because, see, they chose a black guy. They chose a black guy to charge him. So now whatever Trump says, because I'm sure if it was a white guy, Trump would be like, you're right, I'm guilty. And this man is a respectable genius and I will return myself over. Like, come on, shut up. Trump's going to attack whoever you use to try to charge him. Uh, and you use black people on purpose so that you, you can then phrase his Trump's defense as being somehow evidence of his racist behavior that, again, like his criminality, you've never been able to find evidence of. Although they go back to 1989 and an op-ed Trump posted about uh, the actually guilty, in my opinion, uh, Central Park Five. Daughter of Judge, and then you've got just a whole series of other entanglements when it comes to the DA's office. Daughter of Judge overseeing Trump's case worked for Kamala Harris campaign and now serves as the president of a company that has Biden-Harris campaign as a client. So you actually have members of the Biden-Harris presidential campaign with their family member is the judge her father is the judge of the case here he's overseeing the tax fraud case of trump's organization and trump's org's cfo alan weiselberg um trump's been described as a, or i'm sorry merchant is the name of this judge he's been described as a lifelong democrat and the bombshell discovery of his daughter's linkedin account reveals his daughter is not just a democrat but a democrat who previously worked on kamal harris's presidential campaign incredible and then you have attorney matt colangelo He's the link between Soros-backed D.A. Bragg's office and the Obama White House and Biden DOJ. Matt Colangelo is the link between Biden DOJ and D.A. Bragg and their corrupt acts in targeting and putting together a BS indictment against President Trump. The guy was in the Obama White House and the Biden DOJ and appears to have been brought in specifically to indict Donald, uh, President Trump on whatever he could come up with. So again, you've got the Soros-funded NGOs. You've got them choosing the one D.A. that promised he would dedicate his time and effort to prosecuting donald trump they staff his office with former biden white house officials and the judge his daughter works for the biden campaign. i've got some good news our high quality supplements really work and we have about an 80 percent reorder rate with customers that's the good news they're amazing the bad news is around one percent or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to infowarstore.com and ever actually buy the products so you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation, to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality, full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video.
After being suppressed for almost a year by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, a new report has been released which uses dozens of studies to prove that fluoride consumption lowers the IQ of children. Internal emails show that the report was blocked by the Transgender Assistant Health Secretary Rachel Levine and concealed from public since May of 2022. As reported by Capital in Maine on March 14th in an article titled, Health Officials Delayed Report Linking Fluoride to Brain Harm, quote, Last May, the National Toxicology Program was set to release its eagerly awaited report into the cognitive and neurodevelopmental impacts on humans from fluoride exposure. It was to review studies which link fluoridated water to cognitive harm in children. But, quote, Before the NTP could release the report, they were blocked, said Linda Birnbaum. NTP director until 2019. Apparently, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services hid the report after criticism from organizations that advocate water fluoridation, such as the American Dental Association, who casted doubt on the report. In February of 2022, the American Dental Association emailed Rachel Levine and others, asking the NTP to exclude or carefully consider how to characterize any lingering nerve neurotoxin claims from the report because it might, quote, undermine national, state, and local efforts to expand community water fluoridation. Well, that's the whole point in reviewing if fluoride could be a neurotoxin, to avoid more harm to people, especially children, through water fluoridation, let alone expand the practice, a practice which most of the world rejects, and many countries have even outlawed it, especially in Europe. So after a subpoena forced the NTP to release the report, it was quietly published for the public to view. In the report's overall findings, they concluded, quote, the data support an inverse association between fluoride exposure and children's IQ. They even put it more simply, stating, quote, evaluated IQ in children provide consistent evidence that higher fluoride exposure is associated with lower IQ scores. Even adding that, quote, subtle shifts in IQ at the population level have a profound impact. However, even though 52 of 55 studies found decreases in child IQ with increased fluoride, the National Toxicology Program says they have found, quote, no obvious threshold for total fluoride exposure or water fluoride exposure. Just like with COVID, it's a tale of two sciences. So why does the U.S. government fluoridate our water? What science is there to back up the fact that 73% of people connected with community water systems receive fluoridated water, just over two-thirds of the U.S. population. It's important to point out that fluoride is a term generally used to refer to a variety of chemical compounds made from fluorine. These chemical compounds are the toxic waste product from various industries, such as nuclear weapons manufacturing, aluminum production, and the mining of minerals used in fertilizers. Because the proper disposal of such toxic waste is expensive, these industries have found a way to make their waste product profitable by selling it off as a helpful agent of dental hygiene. However, these compounds are toxic to the human body, to our bones, our hormones, and our minds. To learn more about the history of fluoridated water, read Christopher Bryson's book, The Fluoride Deception, or watch the documentary, 
fluoride, poison on tap. Directed and produced by the same team who brought you COVID land with InfoWars. The documentary features Edward Group, Mike Adams, and various scientists and health experts who break down the entire fluoride hoax that's been perpetrated on the American people. Also, remember to filter your tap water, because chances are, our government will never stop pouring toxic waste into the water supply. Visit InfoWarsStore.com to browse which filtration system is best for you and your family. This is Brian Wilson with InfoWars.com. You've got to share that link at band.video. Incredible stuff from Brian Wilson. We'll be right You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Infowars.com, band.video. You know, you hear a lot of people on the left, one of their favorite terms, one of their favorite sayings is to be on the right side of history. They perceive some far-off future where they have complete control of the narrative and the fake news of today becomes the unquestionable history of tomorrow. And when people 100 years from now look back, They'll look at what's going on in America right now, and they won't see you know, a country that has been ripped from its historical roots and perverted beyond recognition and occupied by anti-American paralegals, paralegals, parasites. I was saying, I was saying parasites, actually. Uh, you know, people that haven't contributed to the building of this country but did decide, you know, once they moved here, they should be in charge and that they understood America more than people that lived here, and that by changing everything extremely rapidly and without consideration for the desires of people that welcomed them into the country, they were somehow uh, improving the country despite the fact that literally everything has gotten worse continuously every time they get their way. And they're going to look back at this time. They're not going to see that. No, what they're going to see is you know brave minorities standing up against the, the hateful Nazis that used to run this country. So they'll be able to completely pervert the historical record as they pervert the the real time. You know, uh, uh, Dan Carlin, the host of uh, Hardcore History, always say, he says journalism is just the first draft of history. So they, they pervert the first draft, and everything that comes after is going to be a little bit off the mark. And that's what they're hoping for. And they foresee this decades from now, looking back and and having their view of the world solidified in stone and all of the contrary evidence eliminated from existence, censored out of you know, circulation. So their story is the only one that's being told. And they're basically saying, get on our side and you'll be on the, the side that wins and that therefore writes the history. So you'll be on the right side of history. But at InfoWars, we don't have to speculate. We are on the right side of history and we have been. How many of the people now saying that you have to give up your country and surrender your history and and just shut up and let everything be taken from you because you're on the right side of history? How many of them were on the right side of history when it came to the Iraq War? How many of them were on the right side of history when it came to the Patriot Act? When it came to all of these things that InfoWars has been on the right side of history about? How many of them were on the right side of history about Waco? Now there's Netflix 
specials about Waco, admitting that you know it was complete abuse by the FBI. Everybody recognizes now what really happened at Waco. The only people, the only holdouts in the topic of Waco are the murderers themselves, the ATF and the FBI, who continue to you know celebrate the immolation and miniature holocaust of dozens of women and children as some sort of heroic activity. They're the only ones that still feel that way. Everybody else, everybody in public knows that Waco was wrong. At the time, who was standing up for the victims of Waco? Well, Alex Jones was. You can go back, just search, you can search like, um, his name Timothy Tibold or something, the guy who wrote the book that the series was based on. Go back and watch interviews of him from the 90s and early 2000s, he calls out Alex Jones by name as the only person that was helping to spread the message of the reality at Waco. Alex Jones went with his own hands, was building the church, rebuilding it at Waco after uh, as a memorial to the victims. So the left can talk all they want about being on the right side of history on the assumption that they'll be in charge and be able to write the history 100 years from now. We don't have to speculate. We are on the right side of history. We have been on the right side of history, and we will continue to be on the right side of history as we oppose the war in Ukraine, as we oppose the Great Reset, as we oppose the merger with the Chinese Communist bloc to create some total government conspiracy world order. We are on the right side of history. We will continue to be on the right side of history, and we have been provably on the right side of history the entire time. So join us, won't you? Join us on the right side of history. Support the reality by going to InfoWarsStore.com because we'll continue to be here. We'll continue to operate. We'll continue to tell the truth about what's going on. We'll write that correct first draft of history here on the American Journal and on the War Room and on the Alex Jones Show and on Band.Video. We'll continue to provide that library of information as long as the Restrict Act doesn't pass and they don't you know, get the ability to sever us at the IP level, we'll continue to be here because the only thing limiting our ability to exist is whether the audience supports us or not. If you want us to be here, if you want it to help us write that correct and accurate first draft of a glorious history, go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Prepare yourself for whatever comes next. Again, once you need storable food, it's too late to get storable food. Get it now. If you never need it, if it's never an emergency situation, then at the very worst, you've purchased really delicious meals that you can eat anytime that are easy, that take like two minutes to make, and are better than anything else you'll find as prepared food in the store. I'm sure we haven't run it in uh, maybe years at this point, but I think even before I had the American Journal show, we did the taste test where I was taste testing mac and cheese from the InfoWars Life Select storable food versus from the store brought blue box brand. And it was legit. The stuff in the InfoWars Life Select food package was so much better. I mean, it was night and day. It was like grandma's home cooking versus school cafeteria. It was so, it was so good. So this food is actually good. It's actually delicious. And I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true, right? If I was just selling you, you know, MREs, meals ready to eat. And I was just like, look, it tastes like sawdust, but it'll keep you alive. I would say that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is actually delicious food. So the worst case scenario is you buy extremely affordable, like cheaper than normal food, extremely affordable, lasts for 20 years. In an emergency, it can save your life. And in not an emergency, you have a delicious ready to eat meal. I mean, talk about a win-win situation. On top of that, you're supporting InfoWars and everything that we do here. So there really is no reason 
to not do this. Like it's just, it's the best deal you can possibly imagine. And the water filters are back and the air, air filters are back. The air filters will change your life, folks. Especially if you have pets, you know, it's the type of thing where like, if, if you if you have pets, you stop noticing the smell of pets. You, you just get used to it, you know? But then like you go on vacation, you come back home, you go, oh, my house smells like dog. <laughs> Why does my house smell like dog so much? Like you can get rid of that smell. You can get rid of that, uh, that atmosphere and you'll notice the difference. Um, so I keep one by my uh, kitty litter box that we have in our, in our laundry room uh, because it, it, and it's amazing. You know, the Alexa Pure Breeze has the light on it that it goes blue when it's clean and you can set it to like automatically detect particulate in the air. And so my cat will go in to use the litter box and you'll see the Alexa Pure Breeze kick on and that light will turn red saying there's pollutants in the air and then it'll slowly go from red to blue as the air is purified and cleaned and, you know, that unpleasant smell is uh, whisked away with the power of the, you know, carbon filters and all that. And again, it's just, it's just what nature does. You know, you have a block of carbon. If you leave a block of carbon out on your desk in a week, it'll be covered in dust because it attracts it electrostatically. And that's all that we're taking advantage of with the Alexa Pure uh, breeze and it's similar technology in the, in the Alexa Pure pro water filtration system, uh, which is just incredible stuff. You saw that fluoride video by Brian Wilson, you know, it's, it's really not an option. Like, you need to be filtering your water. You need to be filtering your air. You need to be prepared for whatever comes next with the storable food. You need to be going to InfoWarsStore.com and purchasing these things to keep us on the air and in the fight. InfoWarsStore.com. Go there today. The fight against the New World Order is now the top story in the world. The globalists are in deep trouble, but they're striking back with all their deep state operatives to shut down InfoWars and other truth tellers like James O'Keefe and Tucker Carlson and countless others. So please pray for us now more than ever. Spread the word about the broadcast and get great products to keep us on air and fund our operation while at the same time enriching your life. Now we've got three new products available at InfoWarsStore.com and a bestseller back in stock. We have the amazing Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste and so much more. Find out more at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the ashwagandha root pills with black powder extract to accelerate your libido, stamina, testosterone. And we have pure ashwagandha gummies at InfoWarsStore.com as well. These are all the highest quality products. The prebiotic is now finally back in stock. They're all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So please take action now. Enrich your life, empower your body, and keep us on air. Please take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands, you're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Open up the phone lines for you to call in on this Tuesday morning. The number to dial is one 789 2539 That's one 789 2539 Give us a call now at American Journal. All topics on the table. I'll probably go to callers I don't recognize first, so if you're a regular caller, just hold off on the call today. Maybe give us 30 minutes or so to see if we can get some new callers in. Uh, I love our regular callers, but I also like here in the a, a plethora, a, div- a diversity of views. So especially if you are somebody that has never called in or has called in but has been able to get on air, I entreat you to call in today because we'll get you on as quickly as possible. The number again is one 789 2539 Give us a call. 
Still a lot to talk about here in terms of Great Reset as well as the overall state of war in this uh, in this new phase of human existence. You know, right now we're at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads between two competing new world orders. On one hand, you have the World Economic Forum and their Great Reset Initiative. The Chinese initiative is called the Global Civilization Initiative, the Belt and Road Initiative. So it's China's global, global civilization versus the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. Now, the World Economic Forum's vision of the future is a tightly controlled technocracy where constant surveillance and social credit scores are used in conjunction with you know, climate change propaganda, carbon limiting CBDC, central bank digital currency to control your life and surveil you at a transactional level and cut you off, limit and direct your ability to behave enhanced by AI and manipulated through, you know, tightly controlled informational channels. That's the World Economic Forum's view. Uh, the Chinese view of of a, of a future world order is is literally exactly the same. It's it's actually exactly the same view. It's actually not two different views. It's actually just one view, but with two different faces. And my suspicion is that the World Economic Forum is being set up to lose. I think that the Chinese system is a little bit more efficient in their ability to control. But maybe this will be like the East will be under the, the Chinese style. The West will be under the degenerate WEF style. But that can't exist for very long, so I have the, I have the feeling that one's going to overtake the other. So, you know, this is a planned and orchestrated, a manufactured conflict by the elites that run this country and the, the Western hegemony, the unelected bureaucrats that are currently operating a de facto world government, a neo-feudal world order in which you don't have a say or a vote, but they are able to congregate in 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 what is literally, by definition, a, a Congress to set policy that then gets implemented through the national you know process so the whole division between these two worldviews is arbitrary at best non-existent in reality and they're all being operated by the same corporate and banking interests that run both china and the western world so it's a manufactured conflict but it's also a real conflict this is what i was talking about earlier how it is all it is all fabricated. It is all, you know, presented to you in a particular way, right? They're going to use the, the threat of China to get conservatives, you know, into this idea. They're going to use the threat of white supremacy to get liberals, you know, into it as well. Whatever they have to use to get you to go along with their little plan, that's what they're going to use unless you reject it outright. Now, I would suggest a third or rather just a second option here, which is the reimposition of humanity to once again reassert the value of free will and independent human beings the individual human beings and human beings as a collective to reassert our basic god-given right for freedom of expression freedom of thought and to be free from the influence of tyrannical pressure from anybody that would be, you know, the American option. So you've got like the Chinese communist option, the World Economic Forum Great Reset option. Those are really the same option. And the other 
appropriate, good option is just to reassert what it is to be an American and to once again reestablish and reclaim our right as Americans to a world that values human freedom and is not controlled by technocratic elites from their shadowy penthouses. We'll see how that goes. But again, just because the conflict is manufactured doesn't mean it's not real, doesn't mean it's not an actual threat to us, doesn't mean that war with China may very well happen and may very well destroy this country, as I think they are setting us up for collapse and, and death and chaos as they you know, offshore their operation, just like they've offshored so many corporate operations are offshoring their world government operation now from America, and they'll likely destroy it on the way out. From Reuters.com, analysts, uh, analysis rather, China's intensifying nuclear-armed submarine patrols add complexity for U.S. allies. China is, for the first time, keeping at least one nuclear-armed ballistic missile submarine constantly at sea, according to a Pentagon report adding pressure to the United States and its allies as they try to counter Beijing's growing military. And, of course, they are combining and, well, before we go to Russia, another major fact of national security when it comes to China is that China, in addition to pumping up and and empowering its traditional military, is engaged in an extremely widespread um, subversion and infiltration campaign. They're very successful in Canada that's doing it in cooperation with China, but they're doing it in America as well. This is from a substack called Politique Republic. Why is President Biden, Biden ignoring the Chinese invasion at our southern border? Now, the numbers of this are incredible, and it points out that the Chinese invasion at the southern border, which we've seen video of recently captured with Chinese nationalists, who are just like, like they're walking around. Reporters are like capturing them on video and the, the Chinese don't know if they're reporters or not. They just like walk up and are like, hey, where are we supposed to go? Like, where is this the right way to go? And the reporters are like, I don't know. You're invading our country. Don't ask me where you're supposed to be going. But it, so they're just like openly crossing now. While the, uh, while the Biden administration is fixated on its proxy war in Ukraine, emptying both our ammunition stockpiles and our strategic petroleum reserve, selling it to China, by the way, China is quietly sending thousands of military-aged males across our southern border. It is virtually impossible for the Chinese nationals to leave China without permission, much less buy an airline ticket to Ecuador and pay the 10,000 to 30,000 dollars that cartels charge to cross the border. To purchase an airline ticket to Ecuador, Chinese nationals must have a passport and an exit visa. Something says freedom, like having to get permission to leave a place. Incredible. Fewer than 10% of Chinese nationals have a passport, and it's practically impossible to get an exit visa without an act of God. Somehow, thousands of military-aged men from China are booking tickets to Ecuador with nothing more than a backpack and a passport. Once they reach Ecuador, they're met by CCP-backed NGOs who arrange their travel to the U.S. border. Given these facts, it's almost certain that the Chinese Ministry of State Security is organizing and funding this invasion. Now, these numbers are pretty incredible. Some of them are admittedly speculation, but it's still... Certainly worth discussing. It is estimated that fewer than one in 10 Chinese nationals crossing the border are apprehended. That means with as many as 90 Chinese nationals caught per day, as many as 900 are making it into the U.S. So again, speculation, but the speculation is that there could be up to 900 Chinese nationals a day funded and ferried and 
working with the Chinese Communist Party, 900 a day crossing the southern border, the vast majority, over 800 of which are undetected by our completely flagrantly treasonous Border Patrol chief. Once these Chinese nationals are in the U.S., they're monitored and supervised by a network of Chinese aid organizations. Six years ago, Chinese Communist Party began a concerted effort, a concerted program to fill both domestic and internal NGOs with loyal party members in an effort to spread its influence and control. Additionally, China has opened more than 100 police stations in countries around the world, including the U.S. So, again, fabricated conflict, but a very real invasion at our southern border of Chinese nationals. It's just now being uncovered. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. We now have three new game-changing products that are in stock at InfoWorksStore.com. And one of our best-selling products sold out for over a year that's now back in stock. Our prebiotic does eat any introduction. does such amazing things for your gut flora, your overall health. What it does is essential. Go read about it at InfoWorksStore.com. And now, the fourth toothpaste designed by my dad. The last two were big hits. This one is really special. It's turmeric concentrate with a bunch of other essential oils and so much more to take your mouth's health to the next level. We also have high-quality ashwagandha root for your libido, your stamina, your testosterone with black pepper extract to accelerate it as a pill. And we have ashwagandha root gummies as well. Very strong, very powerful. Now in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there, experience these great products and others, and fund the InfoWar. The only way we fail is not taking action. God bless you. Now please visit InfoWarsStore.com and experience these powerful products for yourself. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. last segment of this hour let, let me remind you again to go to infowarsstore.com purchase product it will help you in your own life and of course help keep us on the air it is a true 360 win but on top of the fact that you know there's so many other benefits from this it's really a 720 it's a 720 win it's not as catchy as 360 but i think it's more accurate and of course there's dr jones's natural 25 percent off that uh, the new turmeric toothpaste is only twelve ninety five, and you can order that now with the special introductory price. There's also the Great Reset autographed copy of that fantastic book. There's only a thousand copies available, so if you want to get your hands on that, now is the time to go to InfoWarsStore.com, where you can also find the survival essentials, the things InfoWars is known for. We are but humble water filter salesmen here. 
just do a little bit of truth telling on the side. Go get your water filter, your air filter, your storable food, your supplements, your toothpaste, your books, your movies, your DVDs, your t-shirts, everything at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Keep us on the air. Again, we are going to go out to your phone calls in just one minute. We're going to start with uh, Mark and uh, probably Kevin. So guys, stay on, stay on the line. But just wrapping up here because the numbers from this story are truly staggering. Again, we're talking about the Chinese nationals crossing the border. They say up to 900 a day are getting across without even so much as being approached by the border patrol. Unfortunately, the 90 that are caught are promptly released as they claim to be pro-democracy activists who would be killed if they returned to China. According to the CBP, which actually, you know, to be fair, I mean, they don't qualify for asylum because once you get to a safe country, you aren't an asylum seeker anymore. So if they're going through Ecuador and all these other places that don't imprison democracy activists, then you're fine. But to be fair, they at least have a greater claim about their government persecuting them than any other people from you know South America or, or Central America, Chinese expats who are dissident to their nation actually do face threats from them. So we'll, we'll make that note. But they claim they're pro-democracy activists who would be killed if they returned to China. According to the CVP, there could be as many as 400,000 military-aged men from China here in America with more arriving every single day. Of course, there are 100 police stations in countries around the world, including the U.S. In the U.S., they're called aid stations and provide a connection between hundreds of thousands of illegal Chinese nationals and the Communist Party, kidnapping and returning those that turn their back on the party. The situation at our southern border is a humanitarian economic crisis of epic proportions, but it's also a huge security risk. The 400,000 military-aged males who have already arrived are just the tip of the iceberg as China has 34 million more men than women, men who desperately want a better life in America. But where are their true loyalties? What would happen if China decided to invade Taiwan? Could the 400,000 Chinese nationals living outside of the law here in America be activated? What are they capable of of accomplishing? We've seen how easy it is to sabotage our power grids, water supply, and even railroads. So again, just astonishing numbers. And this is uh, from a substack called politikrepublic.substack.com. I've been able to confirm those numbers, but they say that according to the Customs Border Patrol, 400,000 Chinese nationals may very well be already within our borders, and that's wild. Let's go to Matt in Denver who wants to talk about the threat of China. Thank you so much for calling in. Matt, you're on the air. Warren Harrison, big fan. Thank you for all the work that you guys do. My pleasure. Um, A number of years ago, I think it was 60 Minutes, did a a story on – all these empty cities and shopping malls and all these things that were being built in China. Mm-hmm. And I'm just speculating here and wondering what your thoughts are. Um, Cause I could see, I could see the slaves, the slave population that's left in the U S after whatever war or whatever, uh, vax, uh, chaos is coming, filling up those cities in China as slave workers. Um, any, any thoughts on those empty cities over there? You know, I haven't looked into them in a while because that was, that was a little while ago. I mean, to me, it's just sort of reflective of what happens in every communist country. It happened in the Soviet Union. That was sort of behind a lot of the uh, famine that happened in the Soviet Union is they sort of set themselves goals 
and their ideology is that like communism is the best. It can achieve all the goals, and so you have to fake whatever you have to to make it seem like you've achieved the goals. And so you have these cities where they just have to they have to build the cities, and then they can point and go, look at how many cities we've built, even if you don't need them, even right. if they're unusable. I know some of these cities are being right. demolished. I remember seeing that headline somewhat recently. So like they build these massive ghost cities, then they just tear them down. And it's just like it, like infinite work for no purpose whatsoever. It's sort of wild stuff. I, but I haven't looked into it recently, so I, I can't give you an update on that. Yeah. Well, that well that's a good update in and of itself, just the fact that they're uh, potentially or likely tearing cities or really tearing cities down. That might suggest something different than I had rolling around in my mind. But uh, But that's all I've got for you guys. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much. And I would just say that, you know, if – those ghost cities were ready to be, you know, housed with people. They probably would have done that during COVID because if you remember, you know, China was just building these massive COVID camps that could hold millions of people like overnight. Um, I would think that, you know, if if they had these massive cities that were empty and, and available, they may have used those and just converted those into COVID camps. But I don't think we saw any of that. So I don't know, maybe take that into account as well. But um I don't know. I'll have to look into that because there have been updates recently where I have seen that they're tearing down some of those cities, but that's just off the top of my head, and I, I don't have anything to point to right now. But thank you so much for the call, Matt. Really appreciate it. Let's go to um, – we got Mark in New Jersey and Kevin in, in New York City, both of these talking about the Trump rally. Kevin in New York City is actually at the Trump rally, so we'll go to Mark in a second. But Kevin, thank you for calling in. What uh, What's hey, going on there on the streets of uh, New York City? Harrison, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Hear you great. Thank you for calling in. What's going on there? Yeah, of course. Glad you took my call. So we're we're at the park where um, um, MTG was just speaking. Uh, we, we were at J6, but we were here. We're here now, and it, it really feels like it's infiltrated with 99% press, and then any of the Trump supporters are kind of like fake Trump supporters putting on a really weird show. The energy is very strange. Mm. And when, you know, I, I, have a, I have a doctor's mask on. I never wore a mask until t- today. And they're just like, anywhere you move, they get in your face trying to take your picture, trying to incite you, pushing cameras up in your face. It really is a strange day over here. Interesting. Well, uh, how, how are you dealing with that? I mean, if it was me, I'd be filming absolutely everything. I don't know if you have a GoPro or something you can clip on your chest and just to make sure you have the record. But uh, how how are you dealing with? It? I mean, how big is the crowd? Is it is it as big as you expected? Bigger, smaller? What's going on in terms of crowd size? No, it's surpri- it's surprisingly small. Um, I'd say maybe a th- couple thousand, but it doesn't feel like there's you know the people here are not really like the supporters of Donald Trump. I'd say ninety nine percent of them are like press, uh, fed, uh, you know, closed cops. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm filming everything. It's just very. I just feel like they've scared off any real ground support. You know, mm. and it was super easy to get in here. It should have been impossible. We pulled up to Chinatown, parked by Bowery, walked over two blocks, got into the park. You know, met Marjorie Taylor Greene came. Nobody could hear a word she said. Mm. You know, it's just, it's the energy is weird, and it's very hard to get a, a phone signal or to get emails out. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're able to to call in and tell us this. Yeah, we'll. we'll We'll go ahead and start showing. We were just showing some of the footage of Marjorie Taylor Green making her way through the crowd there. We'll show more footage as it comes out. Uh, but, yeah. yeah if you, if, 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 Harrison, if you guys want um, any live stream footage or anything along here, you know, let me know. 
uh, the crew probably has my number or whatever, whatever whatever's needed. All right, well, stay on the line, Kevin, because I, I appreciate that, and, and we'll want to you know keep updated on this. So um, if you'll stay on the line, you'll talk to my producer, and he can uh, he can figure out how to coordinate that with you. Um, we'll go to another caller, but thank you for that call. Is there anything else before uh, before we move on, Kevin? Just just weird atmosphere in general. Yeah, just, just a very strange atmosphere. That's what I would say. It's disappointing. Mm-hmm. They scared us to January 6th, and, uh, you know, people are afraid to come to these things yeah. to show support. That is sad. Well, thank you so much for the call, and we, we appreciate the update. And uh, stay on the line for me, Kevin. But let's go to Mark in New Jersey now. You wonder if uh, – well, go ahead, Mark. You're, you're on the air about uh, Donald Trump's indictment today. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, echoing a lot of what he just said. You know, uh, these things since January 6th, you know the feds are going to be there, and uh, it's it's different. You know, um, it, I don't know what our approach should be because we should be protesting this uh, in mass, and yet there is a lot of apprehension and suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to, they don't have to censor us if we are just scared to speak out. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think about the idea of just like literally just going like Gandhi MLK route where like, don't show up if you're like, if you're going to show up to one of these things, be well-dressed, have your hands in the air as often as possible and just don't give them a chance to, you know, claim that you were being violent um, and I guess it's easy for me to say, you know, even if you get attacked, don't fight back. I mean, uh, it is tough, man. We'll come back on the other side and talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new toothpaste that my dad, a retired dentist and oral surgeon, developed. Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste that just came into stock. And I got to tell you, I got samples of this months ago, and it is amazing. The way it makes your gums feel, what it does to your mouth is insane. We know turmeric is an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and does such great things for the body. Then you add that with tea tree oil and a bunch of other essential oils. It is just dynamite. It is so good to detox and attack inflammation in your mouth. I want to challenge everybody to try the new toothpaste at InfoWorkStore.com. Dr. Jones Naturals Turmeric Toothpaste. And while you're at it, check out the new Ashwagandha line of products. We have Ashwagandha with black pepper extract for your libido, your testosterone in pill form. And we have the pure Ashwagandha root gummies as well now available at infowarstore.com they're amazing products and they fund the infowar take action now at infowarstore.com